Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You're tuning into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thanks so much for tuning into I Work For Him. You, some of you might be listening to us live on the radio and others may be hearing us on letstalkfaith.com, iHeartRadio. You might be picking us up on iTunes on our podcast or maybe our archives off of iworkforhim.com or maybe on Red Nation Rising. However you're tuning in to us today, we just want to thank you for being part of our show. And we're just hoping and praying that something that we say today will cause you to dig deeper into your faith as it relates to what you learn on Sunday, plugging it in and applying it to Monday. Martha, what did you learn yesterday that that you want to apply? To? We had a great sermon yesterday that we heard. We did, but so I... Talk about applying Sunday to Monday. Mm, wow. Well, we talked about forgiveness. So, <laughs> you know, there's often situations in our workplaces that have to... Where we feel like we've maybe been um, taken advantage of or hurt in some way, whether on a personal level or professional level or just by a comment that somebody made and um, really understanding... God's um, desire for us to live in the freedom of forgiveness. That was beautiful. That Powerful. Freedom. Yes. Yes. And and um, I think that that was something I definitely can apply. So, and you can Even just though picture... you're my coworker. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to forgive me often. Oh. And you just picture that scene from Braveheart with Mel Gibson running down the hill with blue on his face yelling, freedom! Yeah, I don't think every woman in America is... <clears throat> having that same picture of freedom that you were thinking right then. All right, but but that's may, okay. But maybe every woman is thinking about this topic, our topic for the day, mm. customer service. You know, customer service, who has to worry about it anymore? With online retailers, big box stores, and with almost no one to help us, you know, stores that are out there all over the place, impersonal helplines with people trying really hard to speak English, but no one really understanding is customer service a lost art? As Christ followers, do we have to care? How does this impact us? And I'd like to offer up for the premise of today's show that customer service is monstrously important for us as Christ followers. No matter what you do, whether you work in a church, whether you work in a restaurant, whether you work in a retail store, whether you work in a doctor's office, you're an attorney, it, no matter what you do, customer service is an open door to allowing you to share your faith. Is that a fair premise? 
That's or am a I very, totally off the wall on this? No, that's a very, very fair premise. It just was bringing back a, a memory when you were saying if, if you work in a church. Um, one time I was dropping something off at a church, not my own church, but one I'd never been to before, but I needed to drop something off there. And the person did not have the perspective that I was somebody who'd never been there before. And it was a really awkward situation of not being greeted and not knowing what they were talking about and not being told where I needed to take what I was bringing. You know, it was just because they um, were living in their own little world. It just reminded me of that. And it was a really awkward situation for me to be in because they just weren't thinking about customer service. Well, and what better place to customer service? I mean, you know, Think of the church, your church. Imagine if you'd never been there before. Would you describe your church as a friendly place where it's easy to find out where to go? You know, I was walking through a store on Saturday. No, it might have been Friday. And I must have looked lost because they said, hey, can we help you? <laughs> I must have really looked lost. When we come back, we're going to dig deep into this subject, customer service, and how we can use it as a launch pad for evangelism and being an example for Christ and a light for Christ in our workplaces. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, as we talk customer service right here on I Work For Him. But we do want to invite you to go out to iworkforhim.com and click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. We would like you to join the on-air movement of Christ followers across the world embracing their workplace and recognizing it as a mission field. And and through the joining the I Work For Him Nation, we're asking people to pray for their coworkers and employees. We're asking people, Martha, to uh, look for ways to serve the people they work alongside, going outside of the box, looking for ways to help people outside of work, maybe even, to befriend people, to look for ways to pray with people when they're having a rough day, Mm -hmm. but all along being somebody of excellence. And we get new members every week to the I Work For Him Nation. Mm -hmm. And when somebody joins the I Work For Him Nation, what do we do? Well, we send them the little covenant that they've agreed to so that they can print it out and put it up in their workplace to remind them of what they've committed themselves to. And then you send them a personal note. Everybody that's actually, everybody that reaches out to us on contact us on our website or on the I work for M nation. I personally will send you a note. And then we send them a window sticker. Yes, we do send you a window sticker, formerly called bumper stickers, but you put them on windows now. And so they're called window stickers. They're very versatile. So the verse for today, I I really believe, because customer service is really, it's gotten to be almost a plague in our country today. As I did the promo for today's show, I said, is Chick-fil-A the only company in the country that teaches customer service? And I know that's not true, but name 12 other places where you go and you get treated with consistent customer service like you do at Chick-fil-A. That's the key word right there is consistent. Well, name one other name uh, one other Tampa Bay establishment where you walk in and you get treated with consistent customer service. Welcome to Moe's. That's not even consistent. Sometimes you can walk in at Moe's and <laughs> they don't yell. They don't at even you? yell at you. Oh well, I think they always do. It is above average, but <laughs> is the customer service to match the enthusiasm of the welcome to Moe's? And those are both food places. What about stores anymore? I mean, how often do you walk into a store? And you feel like you're bothering the people that are working there if you have a question, when that's really what they're supposed to be. Okay, I'll give you an example. There's a local Ace Hardware store right here in Largo Mm -hmm. that you can walk in there, and it is overwhelming how many people ask you, can I help you? I forgot about that one. They're very nice. And also our little local hardware store right here, almost in Indian Rocks Beach. 
Both yes. of those places, you, you, you can't get in and out without getting customer service. But as a whole, our society suffers from customer service dilapidation. <laughs> oh, that's a big word. Romans 12.2 talks about how we should be approaching as Christ followers this whole idea. Because the world has gone the way of, you know, whatever, I'm busy. I got a job to do. I can't help you with customer service. Romans 12.2 says this, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And as Christ followers, we should be the absolute ultimate examples of great customer service in our companies. Yes, we should. So I had thought of somebody that has been a very good example. Um, actually, the last two places that we have lived, this has been consistent. And this is going to shock lived? you. Yeah, this is going to shock We've lived here almost 15 years. The last two places. So this place and the place previous. It doesn't matter how long we've lived here. What I'm trying to say yes, is that our local post office. Oh, both oh, here on right. Indian Rocks Beach and in sweet little Gaylord, Minnesota. Fabulous. You know, small town, there's something about the post office that they can't get away with being crabby. It just doesn't work, <laughs> you know, because they see the town in all of its heartbeat. And I would say, I just have to say, I love going there. It's kind of like this little hub of it's not gossip. It's just this, you know, you know what's going on and it. You can comment about the town and you get good service and they talk to you while they're working and they make sure you're getting the best deal on what to ship where. And uh, that's been consistent. And I, and I don't really believe that that is consistent necessarily across the country, but I think there's something about small town and that accountability that people know you over and over and every time you go in. And well, it's hard for so people to believe rapport. that we live in a small town because we live in Pinellas County, Florida, which is a million people in this county. Yes. But we do live in a town of about 4,000 that has its own post office, and they got to keep it even when the post office was paring down because of the volume and there's such high volume in that post office because of the fantastic customer service. Yeah. But what about you? What kind of a customer what kind of customer service do you offer your people that come in that are your customers whether you work in a church, a business, whether you work in a hospital? Mm-hmm. How often have you walked into a hospital and you don't even get to talk to people. And some hospitals have greeters right up front. And you can't stop talking to them. I mean, <laughs> how do we raise a level of customer service and use that fantastic connection we get with our people for the gospel? And how giving great customer service is really an imitation of what Jesus did everywhere he went. I mean, Martha, I think that's really the most important thing for us to do. And yes, we're not going to go. We do not have a top 10 list of the worst places to get customer service here in Tampa Bay. That's not what we're doing. No. We're trying to give good examples of great customer service. And as you mentioned with Moe's, 99% of the time you walk into Moe's, you get, welcome to Moe's. And fresh chips. And you get fresh chips absolutely (laughs) every time. (laughs) And and Martha likes guacamole, black beans, and rice. She likes those things. So if you ever want to send Martha a gift card, send it somewhere where she can go get black beans and rice. Okay. (laughs) But we're not soliciting that. But if you wanted to send one, that'd be really nice. She'd really appreciate it. But it's everywhere Jesus went. He touched the lives of people. He, he looked into their eyes. Well, we don't know if he looked in their eyes, but he know, we know he connected with people. He probably looked into their hearts because he you, had that ability. Well, but you can't look in. You can't have a conversation with somebody and touch their heart if you don't look into their eyes. Mm-hmm. Because the, the connection of the heart is through the eyes. 
So Jesus was the best example ever of a great customer service person because when he was with somebody, he was very present in them. And they knew that he loved them unconditionally. In fact, it it touched them to the core. Mm -hmm. And if somebody interrupted him along the way, he stopped. Well, yeah, it goes back to the whole, you know, you think about um, when all the disciples thought that the children were bothering Jesus, and he said, let the little children come to me. You know, he he didn't see what the world saw as a bother. He saw that as something very important. So he he took time, and really customer service in a lot of ways is equated with time, because right. it takes energy, it takes thought, it takes words. Um, I want to comment just for a moment on that commercial from JesusCares.com and the fact that um, that person who was typing into the internet place said that they were, you know, they they were having doubts and they hated the pain and stuff. And the person's response was, it sounds like you're hurting. And that is ultimate customer service right there. Seeing the need and trying to address that, but not tell them what they need right away. Just acknowledge that there's a need. You know how that, that phrase that says the customer is always right? This is a situation. Whatever they're feeling at that moment, just validating it and saying it sounds like you're hurting. It sounds like you there's something that you need. And that's what Jesus did. When he interacted with people, he saw, saw what their need was and figured out a way to, to lead that to saving grace. Well, a lot of times when our customers, and when I say customers, every one of you listening has a different kind of a workplace. So your Mm -hmm. customers look different. Do you stay at home moms and stay at home dads? Your customers are your kids. Well, and, and actually, okay, we would be the customer, but it really applies to when like you have to call a vendor that you have a business with. Sorry, I kind of confused you on that one. I was thinking about the stay people at home because when we need to call and question a bill from our cable company, it's kind of, I, we can, you can be pretty rude if your bill is not right. And what does that do for Jesus? That's why I always let you call. Well, but we so all sweet. need to be nice on the phone. Well, and, and I, I was nice. I've been nice to every customer service person, except that one electric company person, which I had to call back and apologize. And you did. I you did call back. Convicted. And if I did, cause I felt bad. It wasn't their fault. <laughs> no, it's not yet. But that's their job. Okay, so going back to the stay-at-home mom person, <laughs> launch pad. That's good. You don't do that very often, so that's okay. But the stay-at-home mom, her customers are her children. Mm-hmm. If it's stay-at-home dad, his customers are his children. Hmm. And so often, the kids, they need dad's attention. They need dad's help answering, or they need mom's help. Hey, why? They're, I mean, if they're two or three, they're asking, <laughs> why? But, yeah. You know, because this guy's blue. Why? Well, because that's what got me in it. Why? You know, I mean, they it's ask these questions time. because they're Why? because they're they're wanting to get filled full of information. Mm-hmm. But so often, as parents, we just get really frustrated with the constant interaction with our little kids that we start giving them bad customer service, hmm. and we shove them in front of a TV. Here, this will fix it, or we give them an iPad or an iPhone. Here, just keep busy. Instead or just of, quit asking me questions. Yeah, I'm busy. Or, quit asking yeah. me questions. Go do the laundry. <laughs> or don't do the dishes. Go Why can't reach this sink? Get a stool. Come on. <laughs> all right. But no matter what, I mean, it, it pastors, his customers are all the parishioners in the in, in the church. The church secretary, all of her customers are the people that go to the to church. The doctor's office, the receptionist, all those customers are, her customers are not only the doctors and the nurses and the, 
the medical practitioners, but mm-hmm. also the customers coming in. And how the patients, o- the patients mm-hmm. but their customers because right. they're paying. Right. So how often do we just get so frustrated with our lives that we just forget the fact that we are in the job of customer service probably, everywhere we are? Probably pretty often. You know, I... I there are some, we visited a lot of churches promoting I work for him this year, mm-hmm. this past year, excuse me. And there have been some churches where it has been, I can think of two, where it was impossible to even get close to the front door before we had been greeted multiple times. I yes. can think of probably three. Uh, and, and if we're giving, we're, we're allowed. Shameless plug. Shameless plug, Mission City Church in Largo, Harborside Church in Palm Harbor, and Hebron Family Center. Sorry, I didn't remember what they changed in Hebron, Hebron Family Center in Tampa. Yes. Absolutely impossible to get near the front door without being greeted. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. In a good way. In a phenomenally That's, great way. <laughs> it was ridiculously good. Ridiculously unbelievable, overwhelming. It was yes. just great. Yes. Uh, I, I think, you know, there's a there's a new gas chain that's pumping gas here in Florida. And they, not only that phenomenal donuts, great gas, <laughs> they don't have Mountain Dew on tap. That's one of the negatives, but consistently the the people at the cash registers, the people working in the store, very good customer service. And frankly, in Florida, we needed gas stations with great customer service. You know, that's actually so true. I hadn't even thought about that until you brought it up. And remember Christmas Day, we were driving to my parents and we stopped at said grass station and got some- Come on, it's Wawa. Okay, Wawa. They're just phenomenal. (laughs) And the guy said- Thank you so much for stopping in on Christmas Day. Of course, we thanked them for being open so we could get a full tank of gas to head out of town. And he, I said, oh, yeah, we're heading to Fort Myers for Christmas. And he says, will you tell the gang at our store in Fort, in Fort Myers Merry Christmas? And what was really funny is we actually passed that store. And Martha wouldn't let me stop. I was really ready for Christmas She dinner. wouldn't let me stop. But it was just, I mean, that was the conversation. I mean, the guy went way above and beyond. He could have been like, oh, I'm so mad. I'm working Christmas morning, blah, blah, blah. But not at all. He was like, thanks for coming and seeing us today. And wow, did that set the tone for us going back? Well, and I can think of, you know, we go to the Christian Chamber of Commerce events every month. One of the two of us does. And then Connie, our brand ambassador, she goes every month. And you want to find out more about the Christian Chamber, you should be getting involved. Uh, If you you want to be involved, Mm c3tb.org. But it's, it's held at Ruth Eckert Hall. Yes. And They've got security. They've, they've increased security because of all the crazy stuff that goes on in our world today. Mm-hmm. And so you're walking into a business event or a networking event or an event like or, or a concert or whatever. They've got a lot of security. Right. They've hired the friendliest security people. They're, oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm sorry. I got to make you empty your wallets. But, you know, we got to do this stuff. And, hey, you know, great He's night. like, have a good lunch. Yeah, just super friendly Thanks people. Thanks for coming today. And, you know, yes, you're exactly right. They always go above and beyond. Makes you feel good because, in the meantime, you're getting your stuff looked through and checked for your own safety and security. You know, but there's also a lot of examples of bad customer service. And we're not going to focus on that, but... What's amazing to me is that some businesses still survive even with horrible customer service, but they don't survive for a long time. You know, there are there are certain um, transportation companies that transport people from here to small towns all across America that have great customer service but lousy delivery of their product, consistent lousy delivery. But because of their cheap service, they get customers. That's not going to last forever. Because people are eventually getting frustrated. But there's also a lot of these big box stores. 
you know, you see it ebb and flow. There are a lot of times that the uh, big uh, home improvement stores, you walk in, you couldn't see anybody. Now, the two big names, you walk in, you get consistent customer yeah, help. Yeah, I think they've really ramped that up a back lot. Up. They've ramped it back up. Yes, and what a difference it makes because it used to be like, I don't want to go, you go. No, you go. I don't want to go. Well, I said Martha because <laughs> they'll always want to help a cute lady, but... No, but that, that was something, you know, just recently I needed to get some stuff picked up at the home improvement store. And um, I got great customer service, both loading and unloading my vehicle. And, uh, you know, that's a great thing because I could struggle with this stuff. I, I am strong enough to be able to carry things and get them into a cart and stuff. But having a company that says, hey, I'd love to help you with that. What a great, you know, just reassurance that they're there for me. You know, we've got a lot of online opportunities for presenting great customer service where people get to rate your customer service. Mm. That works as long as you allow the good and the bad reviews to show and you use the bad reviews as an uh, as a Kickstarter to improve your customer service. We had a vacation this past summer and stayed at a cabin, which I didn't feel matched its five-star rating. Mm-hmm. Everything that all the all the reviews were perfect, perfect, unbelievable, unbelievable. When we got there, and there were significant issues, mm-hmm. and I tried to put a review out there, and they wouldn't post my review because they said I was lying. I'm like, why would I lie? Well, they didn't want a negative review out there because they wanted to rent this place, right? And, so, but they, they controlled the review. So, what good is a review? That meant that does that mean that all the reviews out there on these cabins that you rent at a certain place in a certain central part of the country, they're lies because they control. Well, you know, and that's a good point. I think the major thing with any feedback is that it's used. You know, if they could make those things no longer be true, then that would be, if they implemented correction, then I could understand them not wanting it posted. But if they don't post it and they don't do anything about it, then you're, you have n- not gained a thing by giving any feedback. Well, and the whole point of this is to draw this down to what kind of customer service are you providing? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jose just reminded me the Guitar Center provided. When we set up our, our portable studio, yeah. they were phenomenally helpful. Mm-hmm. Great people. That mm-hmm. was, I mean, and everybody was an expert. They were either an ex-radio person or an ex-performing artist. They were, somebody had a background and they knew exactly how that microphone worked and that headset worked. They were really good people. So, so I think this is a key element to this is the fact that whenever you get exceedingly good customer service or exceedingly poor customer service, those are the ones that stick out in your mind. And so really taking that into the conversation and saying, do we want, what do we want to be remembered for? Yeah, I mean, I can remember as in high school, if we had a bad waitress or waiter, you most of the time had waitresses, and they did lousy service in a restaurant just because you were a kid, mm-hmm. you know, I would normally tip 20%. I've always been a 20% tipper. But what you do is you, t- you put their tip in a cup and put a piece of paper on it, and you tip it upside down and take the paper out from under the cup. Because you're just irritated at him. I know I was uh, <laughs> acting like a three-year-old. It was but, a trick. But it's just like, okay, you know, come on. Why why give me bad customer service? You're in the... I mean, that's how you make money if you're a waiter or a waitress or some kind of serving profession. Mm-hmm. You should be given outstanding customer service all the time. But how do we turn the corner on this and change the conversation to be focused on using that opportunity to draw attention to Jesus? All right, Martha, we're back to our conversation about how do we use customer service as an opportunity to share our faith. And, and I thought, you know, I, I look at, you know, you, like you said, it used to be the customer's always right. But maybe today, because honestly, I've seen a lot of people just out and out lie. <laughs> so are, 
I don't know if the customer's always right, but is that even safe anymore to say that? I don't know. Maybe I should go back to that. I, I don't know. Is it safe to say well, the customer's always right? Well, I still think right? it's a good perspective. You ran a retail shop 10 yeah. years. I think it's still a good perspective. No, I have I had customers do things that were unethical and try to take advantage of the of the situation. But for <laughs> she the She ran a Christian mo- bookstore. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Um, but for the most part, we know very, very well that there are two sides to every situation, but is it really worth belaboring in a situation of customer service? If it compromises your um, the integrity of the business, absolutely not. But if it's a matter of um, just making the situation right, for instance, and food is just an easy one because we can all relate to it. If you ask for your omelet without onions and it comes with onions and I say, oh, I didn't want it with onions, I'm going to be the one that's right because I know that I, I don't want onions. You know, they can't tell me I like onions. They can't change my mind about that. So um, That's so, true. So that well, Martha's is... <laughs> made up her mind. There is no changing her mind. <laughs> so in that situation, the customer's right. You know, maybe they didn't hear it. Maybe I didn't enunciate good enough, but but I didn't want onions. Or one time you ordered, I ordered salmon. salmon. I was thinking the exact yes, same thing, and yes. I got red snapper. And they're like, oh, I'm sure you said red snapper, sir. And we're like, he's never ordered red snapper in his life. Did I have that, that face? Oh, yeah, you I had did. the face. So, I mean, of course, we were both dying because we're like, yeah, the red snapper didn't come out of his mouth. That was not even, oh, I'm sure you said it. And, you know, the guy they, started to kind of want to argue with you. No, they argued. So, in that situation... The customer's right. Okay. So, so, I mean, but I don't think that's where we really... No, where we want to go is at what cost... I mean, maybe the customer isn't right, but at what cost does irritating a customer do? Oh. Because once you've irritated a customer, you will never get that customer back unless you do some sort of reconciliation with that customer. Or it's completely where you have a monopoly. You haven't gotten back the heart of the customer, but if they have to do business there, they will, but they won't necessarily spread a good word. Like that transportation business is talking about. Yeah. My heart is not there, but I'm stuck using them. Yeah. So, but if if we're going to irritate people, when do we get an opportunity to really share the hope that we have in Jesus? Yeah. When you give... Excellent customer service. Like we have, we have a customer service person at our local IT company that services our hosted exchange. Best her, ever. Her hap, her name happens to be um, Kelly, and she is Mrs. Sunshine. <laughs> Every time you talk to her, you think the 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 phone is actually glowing. It is so amazing what comes out of that woman's mouth. She is, and she always blesses our face whenever we get off the get off the phone with her. But <laughs> she says that she does. She we don't says, know how she. Oh, blesses bless your our face! face. <laughs> but but she is the ultimate customer service because she always provides great customer service consistently, time and time and time again. Yeah, it, it's a phenomenal thing. Okay, so how much is a solid referral worth versus a bad post on Facebook? Because that's what we're talking about again. If you're running any kind of organization that has customers, which I don't know what kind of organization you can have without customers. Let's just say you're running a nonprofit. Your customers may be the people you give stuff to, but it might be the people that donate money to you so you can give stuff to. Mm -hmm. You got two sides of customers. I mean, if you have a bad post on Facebook about your customer service, what does that say about Jesus? So I, we we got to turn this around glass half full. We got to help me. Okay, I'm going to help you right now because I'm thinking about... 
our um, commitment to joining the I Work For Him Nation. And one of the things that we talk about is the last one in the list, and that is to be a person of excellence in what we do. And I got a text from um, a listener saying that that was what they used to set their business apart, was the experience and the expertise that they brought to the industry, that um, a lot of people were doing an okay job, but what set them apart in their customer service was taking it above and beyond what everybody else was doing, being consistent, giving them expertise, you know, that experience and uh, and quality. Well, and how often will we be willing to spend just a little bit more to go to a place where we know the service will be excellent as opposed to the bargain basement price? I mean, you know, there are vendors all over Tampa Bay that we will use because they provide excellent service. Right. Not because they're the cheapest price. Right. Knowing that you're not going to have to go back and fix things or spend more later to get it done right or whatever. It, holds a lot of value, especially when your time is important and when you know you want something to really be done well. Well, and you can't expect to get the best customer service from the guy or the gal offering the cheapest price because they can't do it. Right. Wages are too expensive today. You you just, nobody's got enough time in the day. If you want excellent customer service, you're going to have to pay for it, Mm -hmm. but it will be worth it. Be worth it. Hey, I want to thank first-time listener Robert McAfee, or it's McAfee, not sure, I apologize, from Lakeland. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll get the customer service and the Imitation of Christ book out to you mm-hmm. right away. But Robert, thanks so much for listening to I Work For Him. We just hope that the conversation about customer service is prompting all of you listeners, including us, because you guys are our customers. You know, we try to listen. We get emails once a day from a different listener. We're trying to provide the kind of challenge from the radio platform that we've been given on a daily basis. And that's why we're always saying we love to hear from you because it helps us to know, hey, that was a good show. Hey, by the way, you blew that one. Uh, Here's a great idea. Maybe this would be a good interview. We'd love to hear that stuff. And you can email us. Yes, at Martha at I work for him or Jim at I work for him dot com dot com dot com dot com. All right. So let's talk about this training. You know, I, I think a lot of organizations, they hire people and they automatically think, I, I think it's what they think, that people understand how to work hard and what customer service looks like. That they don't mm-hmm. train for it. I mean, but you and your retail establishment, yeah. you had to train customer service. It didn't just come natural to the millennials and the younger the millennials that you were working with, right? Correct. No. What'd it, you do? Um, you know, I... I tried to do some role playing. Um, I made it very clear through watching my example. I would say that to him, not just watch my example, but this is why this is important. Simple things like smiling when you're talking to somebody on the phone. Um, because yeah, that, goes a, that goes a that goes a. You're not smiling. People could tell whether you're even on the radio. <laughs> As opposed to when you're talking on the radio and you're smiling, you could tell. That was a great face. It was like you were working so hard to not smile. I love it. But that it's simple things like that that you really do need to train. But it goes a long way because every person that you hire in your organization is a representative of your message. It is and the if, biggest asset you have is if, these people. If they are not sharing it in a delightful way or a way that you want it represented, then they're not doing um, any justice to the brand. So let's go back to some scriptural examples 
and then we'll give our top three great customer service key points. Okay. When you look at, um, let's look at Joseph. Okay. Joseph, you know, talk about customer service. Joseph's doing, doing what his dad has to do. Go out and check on your brothers, make sure they're doing okay. And his brothers throw him in a pit. Then his brothers take him out of the pit and sell him off into slavery. He ends up in Potiphar's house, which the guy might have been a mayor in Egypt, or he had it was some sort of a military commander, but he ends up, what does he do? He provides the best in customer service as a slave. Right. He, he goes right to the top, and because of his great customer service, he rises within the organization. Mm-hmm. Customer service all the way. Then one of his customers asked him to do something that he shouldn't be doing, and he walked away because the customer wasn't always right when Potiphar's wife's trying to have sex with Joseph. He runs away. What happens to him? Instead of getting rewarded for doing the right thing, he gets thrown in prison where he does exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. He provides excellent customer service to all of his fellow prisoners and rises to the top so much that the jailer takes vacation time and leaves Joseph in charge. That's Jim's biblical interpretation of that. Cliff notes. Well, because, yes, and cliff notes. <laughs> But customer service is constantly uh, demonstrated. Abraham, when he went to go fight to get Lot after Lot had gotten captured in Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham went and grabbed all of not only just Lot's family and goods, but the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah's stuff, and he brought it all back for the kings, and he brought back Lot and all his possessions. And then the kings want to reward him and go, no, dude, I don't even want any dirt off your shoes. I'm not, you can never say that you made me rich, mm-hmm. but he, he provided great customer service, even in battle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about, so there's all kinds of biblical examples for this. Can you think of another one? Maybe a new Testament one. Oh, a new Testament one. Lydia. How about Lydia? You're wearing purple. I am wearing purple. So how about it? She was known for fantastic purple cloth. Yes. Which means she had to have a great reputation. Quality. Yeah. Okay. How about this guy named, oh, what's his name again? Uh, Jesus. Let's just take, for instance, we know Jesus was a carpenter. We don't know what he built. We don't know, but he was a carpenter. If Jesus, let's just take this for example. If Jesus had provided lousy customer service from the time Joseph started training him until he was 30 when he went in the ministry, do you think anybody would have listened? You know what? That's a really good point. If they're like, oh, that's that carpenter whose chair broke when I got it, or they never finished that uh, table I asked for, whatever it was that they were Yeah, making. he wouldn't have been just, oh, there's that guy from Nazareth. They would say, there's that lousy carpenter through. from yeah. Nazareth. No. They wouldn't have listened to him. No, they wouldn't have. So if wow. Jesus saw customer service as his number one priority, how much more should we? So let's look at some of these key yes. points. Okay. Okay. I got I got my top three. Okay, give one of them. Patience. Mm. It's the one I stink at the most. But that you desire the most when you're talking with other people? I just want people to listen. Maybe it's to be listening. Because mm. patience and listening are kind of together. But just listen, but be patient. No, be patient. Okay, when you're my... Sometimes I go into a store, like at Christmas time, when I want to buy you a present. I don't really know what I want. Actually, I do know what I want for you, but because I go and buy, go into the Kohl's store. Yes, it is free plug, and I go into the candy section because they always have clothes that fit you, and I and I buy you something from there. It's easy. I don't need help. Oh. <laughs> Anywhere else? You Anywhere else? Need I need help. But uh, okay, so that kind of blows. But I just need somebody to listen okay. patiently. Mm-hmm. 
and actually just stop for a second. You know, what drives me crazy, you go into a local grocery store here, Publix, of which they're all over the southeast. You ask somebody a question where something is, and then they make you feel totally guilty because they take you right to the, where the thing is. They're like, no, just tell me where it is. You don't need to walk me all the way there. Nope, we're going to walk nope, you all the way gonna there. We're going to go from aisle one to aisle 13 because I'm going to give you that wonderful customer service. And it is. It's wonderful, but you're right. You feel I feel guilty, guilty every like, time. I can find it from there. It's like just, when you walk into a car dealership and you know, we're just looking today. We're trying to figure out what we need to buy in the future. Well, no, I'll spend time with you. I'm like, no, it's, I'm going to waste your time. I'm not buying a car today. Hey, I have to just tell you, our sweet little customer service person, I let her know that we talked about her on the air, and she said, bless your warm Floridian faces. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Kelly. That would be Kelly, okay. our IT so, person. Okay, so along, patience is my number one, but it really goes along with listening, so I'm really taking does. a two for so one. So mine kind of is similar, and that is clear communication skills. I the Whenever I hired somebody in retail, I always said, um, the most important thing is to over-communicate because people can't know what you're thinking. And people, if I don't know what a customer said, how can I respond? How can we react and improve if I don't get the feedback? So we need to have clear communication. I, I love that. Clear communication. All right. So we're talking about customer service today. There's some great, you know, how about, that was McDonald's commercials. They were always Two all beef patty, special sauce, sauce, cheese, pickles, and it's on a sesame seed bun. How about that? That was great customer service. They taught us how to order. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but here's the here that makes me think of something What's just real quick. Because we're talking the about fact customer that service. A lot of places are going to these kiosks to to that cut out the personal communication with a cashier or something like that. And I don't see that being a long term solution because I think we really want to tell the person. But are we willing I to pay higher prices to tell that person? Because that was what the re- yeah. the reason for that was all these people demanding fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage. Right. And in order to do that and still buy a three dollar hamburger, you got to have a kiosk doing it instead of an employee. Well, and I know it- that somehow we're still going to want human interaction. So that we want human interaction. Stop. Okay, so we don't want a robot, but we don't. We do want a robot driving our car. That's apparently what we do because that's where it's going to. Okay, but. Customer service. How do we use customer service to give us an opportunity to be a light for Christ? Because being excellent in our positions gives us a platform for sharing what's going on inside of our hearts. So Martha picked, number one, attentive, excuse me, clear Clear communication communication skills. I picked patience and listening skills. That was my number one. I kind of picked a two for one. Of course you did. But number two, attentiveness. When I walk into a store, if an employee walks by me, and does not say anything to me, I get irritated. <laughs> because I'm there. Maybe I needed help. But if they're not going to look up and look in my eyes, I hate going, excuse me, man. Oh, yeah. Pardon, pardon me. Oh, could you, get, oh. you know, they're gone. You know, they're, I, I don't. So that, you want them to be attentive. Yeah, in the be moment, attentive. take care of you. Yeah. I know they all, the problem is we expect everybody to do 88 different things at one time. So if there's, the stores aren't, the shelves aren't getting stocked, it's because they're helping customers too much. Well, okay, there's a balance there. Right. Oh, good okay, what's your number two? Uh, this won't surprise you at all, but the ability to use positive language. <gasps> Martha loves the glass half full, not the glass half empty. I do. So when you're talking with somebody and they're maybe having trouble finding it, well, let me help you find that. Instead of saying, uh, did you have trouble finding something? Say, did you find everything you needed today? Um, and I know we're using a lot of retail examples, but that's 
kind of where I'm pulling from. Plus, that's just something everyone pretty much can relate to in one form or another. I And all along those same lines, I always want to think about how would I want to be treated in that same situation? And I would want somebody to be talking positive to me instead of in the negative tone, be in the positive tone. And, and it, yes, being positive. And, and sometimes people are just having a rough day. And those are days you should be stock at shelves and maybe not being in customer service. But how do we, how do we take this to the next level? And I think it's part of, you know, my number three was going to be very similar to yours. So I'm going to change my number three. I was going to say a calming presence because sometimes I just need somebody to say, Hey Jim, don't be so uptight because you. We're going to work it out. Yeah. You're just uptight, Jim. Cut it out. Turn that around to let's, how about knowledge? You know, What I love about, again, we'll go back to Publix grocery stores. The people that are walking their aisles, they know where everything is. That was what was amazing. Our daughter worked for Publix for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And you could walk in a store. It got absolutely ridiculous. You could walk in a store. She knew where everything was. (laughs) I don't know how you know where 150,000 different items are, but she knew where they were. They were trained for it. And they were expected of them. But you can ask and be, you can find those little green scrubbies that you need for your kitchen, or you can find the can of sauerkraut. So each one of you could think of a business or an organization that provides outstanding customer service, and you know you want to go back there. So why, as a church, wouldn't you provide the absolute best experience so people will come back? Why, as a nonprofit service organization, wouldn't you provide the best customer service so people will come back and give you money so that they can come back. You know, whether you own a restaurant or maybe you're a doctor's office and you want repeat customers, doctors make money on repeat customers by providing outstanding service. Well, like my dentist, we've been going to the same dentist for 13 years. Okay. Yes, and if anybody follows you on Facebook, they saw your picture yeah, if last you, week. If you missed Facebook, I mean, we I've got the most, ama- oh, we're running out of time, most amazing hygienist, Mel, and I go back, I mean, the Dr. Eckstein, he's awesome. But you know what? Mel keeps you coming back. How about a homemaker in their home, the hospitality? Yeah, absolutely. People want to come back to your home because you are hospitable. We just need to remember that customer service is the key to opening a person's heart to have a conversation about real life. And if you're really touching people right where they're at, you get an opportunity to say, hey, you know, you look like you're having a rough day. What's going on? Maybe I could pray for you. I mean, there's all kinds of ways and opportunities to open those doors. But if we're providing lousy customer service, nobody's going to say, hey, you must be a Christ follower because you give me lousy customer service. No. Mm. Jesus was the best example of somebody providing great customer service. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I work work for him. him.